Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Um, I guess it's rolling well. How am I supposed to respond to that? I never know. I don't know. Happy Passover. How's your Passover? How's your How's your matzah consumption? I, you know what? The thing with matzah is like I don't like it, but if it's there, I'll keep eating it. You don't feel it. Yeah. So like today, I just like every time I went to the kitchen, I took like a giant piece of like the big shmur matzah, like the big circle you just one. Eat matzah by itself. You don't eat it with cheese or whatever. I do, but I also eat it by itself. Like, as a snack, I'll eat, like, five pieces by itself. Yeah, a lot of carbs involved there. A lot of constipation also. All diets start after Passover. Everyone knows that. Oh, yeah, I'm gaining weight at a prodigious rate here. I'm on one of these uh, Passover programs, like these, you know, all-inclusive resort hotel situations. Yeah, so it's all you could eat? Yeah, and the food is, you know, over the top. There's, like, 17 different desserts at every meal. The problem with those things is they end up, by, like, the fourth day, you sort of seen everything they they could throw at you, I think. And then you're just sort of eating the same thing, like by like the last couple days. Do you find that to be the case? I mean, it's really good food, so I won't complain. You know, right? No, it's definitely good, but it's like you get the duck, and you're really excited the first night for the duck. But then it's like you have mean, the duck every ducks. night. I prefer the dairy meals. My whole family is disappointed for like the best thing is the breakfast. The breakfasts are over the top insane. Yeah, breakfasts are over the top, and those no, are we're great. not meat eaters here. I, I, here's, I mean, that's here, awful. here's a hot take for you. So I don't think I had ever eaten an omelet in my life. I don't think I was aware of an omelet because like we didn't have eggs in my house growing up. And so we went on, like, one of these Passover trips uh, to Hawaii. Well, how old were you when you were not aware of an omelet? Well, I'm telling you. So when I was, like, 12 years old, we went to Hawaii for Passover. We ended up going four years in a row. And, like, the first day, the first morning there at breakfast, they had an omelet station, as these events tend to do. And it blew my mind. And so I had, like, literally four or five omelets every single day for a week. And I became obsessed with them, basically. Yeah, I was aware of omelets, and I still have four or five omelets every time I go to an, om- an omelet station. <laughs> yeah, omelet stations are fantastic. Yeah, I we, went we, away we for one yeah. for one of our kids' brisses. Yeah, it's always worth it. Everyone goes home happy if you spring for exactly, the omelet station. Exactly, and it was, it was I like, did not. It was like I think it was like three dollars extra per person, and we told them fifty people were coming, so it was like one hundred fifty bucks. Which is, first of all, my parents were paying for it, and my in-laws, so it was no money out of my pocket. Right, yeah, same here. 75 bucks a pop for the parents, and you're right. You have an omelet station, everybody's happy. Yeah, my problem is I don't do it at, at like, my, I wouldn't do it at my thing anyway because, like, I, I'm too busy. I'm, at max, I get one omelet. I'm not paying for that. 
Oh, at, at your own kid's breast, you're saying? Yeah, like I'm going to eat at your, you know, at, at yeah. someone else's. Yeah. If we went to, we we never went to, I've never been to Hawaii, but we went to Aruba and the Bahamas in back-to-back years for those Passover programs. Pretty fancy. Was your dad and, like, a, like, a, like a featured guest speaker kind of thing? or? Are you guys no, like it's funny he wasn't. I mean, also back then he was like 30, you know, like he was so like Wait, did I, now he have he, kids at an absurdly young age like you did. Yes, but not nearly as young as me because nobody. So was your North dad parent. a grandfather in his 40s? My mom was. My dad also was. Yeah, my mom was like 44. My dad was 47 or something, 45 oh. and 47. Okay. Um, but, I, you know, I'm much younger. Boy, good I mean, job it, by those Wienerkers. Uh, fast reproduction. Yes. You know. But it's funny he wasn't, and he and he would go to, he would go actually because he's a CPA and it was tax season, he would go home after after like the first part of the holiday. Uh, he would actually leave because like he would have to go work. It would it would be like you know early April or mid April. Yeah. Um, well, two generations in forty four years. That's pretty. I don't know if uh, if any of your ancestors or relatives perished in Holocaust centers, but if they did, uh, you're really uh, getting one up on Hitler with this. Uh... Reproduction. Yeah, way to bring up like you know something positive. You know, I I'm trying to be so timely. I remember wa- I, I I seem to remember watching the draft at like the either the ninety one or ninety two or ninety three NFL draft at one of those hotels, either in Aruba, either in Aruba or the Bahamas, um, like on ESPN. There, in my head, it was the draft where Steve Entman went first and Quinn Cordia went second. That the Colts had the first two picks. But, you know, it, 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 Wikipedia says that draft was on the 26th and 27th. So, so I, I have just, so many great NFL draft memories from that. So, again, I also grew up, remember, I grew up with no cable television, right? Yeah. So the only yeah. time I ever saw ESPN was on these trips, and I'd watch SportsCenter, like, around the clock, and, and the NFL draft back then was on ESPN. The first day of the draft was always Saturday. And so if you're a kid, ha- vacation, like, you'd be happy just going on vacation and watching. Like, we're going to Cancun this summer, and I asked my son, like, what are we doing there this week? And he's like, watching TV in the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I tell you? Uh, I don't know if I've told you this before, but uh, the first time I went on one of those programs, I ordered an adult movie to my room. Well, how old were you? <laughs> like 12. So I, I <laughs> but here's, here's how you know I was 12 and not, like, 15, and that, like, my curiosity was more than my, like, my horniness, because... I ordered Women in Black because I liked the movie Men in Black a lot and the song. And the synopsis was like, there's a bunch of secret aliens all over the world and the only way to stop them is for women to have sex with them or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember it was like absurdly stupid and like absurdly low tech. It was and you never owned your own room. Like, who are you watching this with, oh, Sammy? So, yeah, I'm sharing a room with my whole family. And so when we left the hotel at the end of the trip, but these things were always tastefully done. So on the bill, all it says is like film slash video, ga- uh, video game, but it doesn't say the, the title, obviously. Oh, yeah. But as we're checking out uh, at the hotel, like a week later, my dad's going over the bill at the desk. And he's like, oh, it says uh, there's a film here, but uh, no one in my, we didn't order a film. And then, um, and then the, the person behind the counter is like, well, did any of your children possibly? And my dad looks at all us like, did any of you do it? And we're obviously like, no, because even though it's like $6, like our father would kill us for having done that. And so we're like, no, of course not. We would never do that. My dad's like, no, they definitely didn't. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll take it off the bill. <laughs> so I, I, I lied. I did multiple sins there, basically. That's good. I mean, listen, you want to be – but how do you get the room alone? That's like almost a, a big achievement. 
Yeah, to get to get yeah the. I mean, I don't know how many minutes I was. <laughs> whatever. I mean, you guys were all in one room, like six people. No, it's like a suite. It's like a two room. You know. Yeah. Two, I would imagine, if I recall correctly, I probably watched like two minutes of it. Was so nervous that my parents would walk in at any time. Yeah, you couldn't enjoy it. You have to like double lock the door. We've all yeah. been there. Yeah, and again, um, I, I, I was too young to be enjoying it in that way. It was really more like a like a like a, a you know excitement, like strangeness. You know. You yeah. So all of our fun stories are from the early '90s. Did anything happen to you this Passover that's worth repeating? Yeah, well, I was just going to say about the NFL draft. So I remember one year. So the first day was always on Saturday. But yeah. um, so one year, like as soon as Shabbat was over, you know, because we don't watch television on Shabbat, as soon as sundown hit, I raced to my TV, I turn it on, and I remember vividly Dan Patrick, whoever it was, says, uh, This is 1998. And when we come back, we will review the first 21 picks in the NFL draft again. And the Vikings were at 21. And so as soon as they said that, I'm like, oh, we got Randy Moss. Because I just, like, why? That's such an arbitrary cutoff unless the Vikings got somebody really big, you know? Right. And because, and, you know, getting Moss obviously was a, was a transformative event in that 98 season. 21, that's pretty good. The, actually, you ever see the 89 draft, the first five picks? I don't remember the 89 draft. It's, we it's, uh, it's Aikman. Listen to this. It's Aikman. Mandarich, I'm saying the order from memory, but it's Aikman, Mandarich, Barry Sanders, uh, Deion Sanders, and Derek Thomas. I think Derek Thomas is third or fourth, actually. Yeah, so very impressive. So now, if you had to do it again, though, and obviously you're like the biggest anti-Aikman guy on the planet. Obviously, the guy, I think he had 26 touchdowns once in his career and 3,200 yards once in his career. So literally four four guys were in the Hall of Fame in the first five picks. Four Hall of Famers in the draft, all top five. How would you redraft those four guys? If Trent Dilfer was on the Cowboys in the 90s, you don't think he'd be in the Hall of Fame? No, because he's not as good as Aikman. Yeah, oh, I'm not arguing that he's as good as Aikman. I'm just saying that it was an offense with, like, you know, Hall of Fame. You mean they still win three? No, because I don't know if they win three Super Bowls because they had to beat a Super Bowl caliber team every year. Yeah, but Aikman even in the playoffs. You know, he'd, he'd pass for like 140 yards and a touchdown every game. I mean, they he were a running the team, but it wasn't like he was throwing ball. interceptions. Yeah. Uh, so how would you redraft those guys? So I, I mean, think, I, can you make a case for not picking Aikman one? Oh, for, there's no, that's what I'm saying. There's no question. So you're going to pick Aikman four there. Well, Barry Sanders and Deion Sanders unquestionably go ahead of Aikman. Right. I and mean, those guys were literally in this bracket. Yeah. Yeah. For greatest American athlete of all time. Yeah, that's correct. And Derek Thomas, the late Derek Thomas. Yeah, so he Derek would go Thomas third. Also, like Sanders. His career ends early, but mm-hmm. still a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so but that's an amazing draft. Think, but you know, because he got a lot of sacks, which is a flat, flashy statistic, and he was a little one-dimensional. You know, he's a pass rusher. But uh, you're right. I mean, they lose the game where he has seven sacks because he doesn't wrap up Dave Craig for the eighth sack. Yeah. Like, imagine having like seven home runs and not winning a game, or seven yeah. touchdowns. So I think passes. you were referencing before. I'm going to change the subject now. Um, so you're a big fan of the show Review, right? Yes. Uh, and for those who don't know. The point of review is that he reviews not uh, films or television shows or restaurants, but life experiences. And usually they're life experiences that nobody else would really want to experience. And so he's sort of taking one for the team. Right? Yeah, he reviews right, eating yeah, pancakes. So I, I and... have a review for you. Okay. Um, let me ask you a question, Akiva. Uh, when mm-hmm. is the last time, if ever, that you have gotten into a legitimate fistfight? Um, like seventh or eighth grade. Uh, one day we were like fighting with kids. They would they would give like five different classes in in junior high school. Um, we had one gym, so when it was like too cold to go outside, there would be like five different gym classes going on at the same time. So you'd be running down the court, going for a layup, and you get hit in the head with a basketball or a football or like a frisbee. It was insane. And sometimes there would be like you know overlap. You like your rabbi would let you stay longer, and, and so like you, you, there would be like the next 
group of kids would have come in. So then you'd have to like run around second graders and not step on them. Yeah. So one time, like we had a fight over like a ball with like the kids a year younger than us, and then the next day we knew like we were gonna tussle. And then I sort of started a fight with them, but our rabbi like called the kids in right before it happened, so I was like left alone. And so I did not get the best of of that one. So that was the last fight I was ever oh, in. Because you're outnumbered, you're saying. Yeah, we like normally we were like destroyed those fights, but it was me against like ten kids, so they like held me down. Right. Yeah. So I was gonna say, you know, like you, I am a a, a wimpy Jew. I'm. A, mm. I, I have a, I have a big mouth but small fists is a one way to describe me. So I don't think I don't think I've ever punched somebody you know with intent to harm in my entire life. Quite possibly. I mean, I definitely did in elementary school. I certainly have not since then. Yeah, maybe when I was a little kid, but you know, not not in not you know not since I hit puberty for sure. Uh, and uh, and that all changed uh, last week. I uh, I punched somebody in the skull as hard what? as I possibly could. Why? And I <laughs> why? All right, I'm debating how much of this to share on the podcast and how much to tell you offline. Uh, I'll. I'll I'm going to summarize. I'm going to well, leave technically, our... we're not online because you're talking to me on the phone. Yeah, I'm going to leave our listeners wanting more. A crazy person mm. attacked my child. Oh, my God. Physically attacked my child. I ran into a crazy person on the main streets of Jerusalem. And I went into, like, insane dad mode. You know, like, dad strength is a real thing because yeah. I basically I, I ran up to this guy when he touched my child in an, with a... And was it clearly a mentally ill person? Well, we can discuss that part off the air. Oh, okay. I hear you. I hear you. We're gonna get. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna stay around a very thorny third rail here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it was a per. Well, I, I will say this: any adult man who harms a two-year-old child is, is it has to be have some level of. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I basically I ran at this person and I punched them as hard as I. Wait, what did he try and do? What did he try and do to your son? I don't understand. He cursed at my child, and then he took my child, who was, and he sort of grabbed him and threw him on the ground. He was in a stroller. No, he was like just standing there, and he just picked him. And up. he just like pushed him on the ground or picked him up and yeah, threw him. Yeah, and, and and I don't think my son was too hurt, but it was the intent that that got me more than anything else. Sure. You know? Yeah. No. No. This view so far, you're you're very much in the right here. So yeah, you, you punched him in the head. So so I ran at him and I punched him as hard as I possibly could in the head. Did and you knock him down? I, well, I did, but skulls are very hard things. I think yeah, you don't, you're not trying to hit the skull. You're trying to hit, like, the front of the face, like an eye, maybe. I don't know exactly where well, to... Well, so, yeah, I'm, so I'm saying if I was reviewing this review style, I'm going to give it half a star for two reasons. So first of all, mm -hmm. it's a week later, and I should take a picture and post it. My left hand looks like a purple catcher's mitt. My hand mm. is in tremendous... You're going to win a lot of fans. There's going to be a lot of people on Team Chester, because even after people emailed and said, like, you were the heel of the podcast, until... The story, the famous story about the about uh, the the birthday party and the truck, and people felt so bad for your son that and there that I they really sort didn't of like, stand up for my son enough. Whereas this time I definitely stood right, up. but also then it was like the wrong was very minor. Yeah, <laughs> well here it's like yeah. you actually were right. Yeah, to do so it. but yeah, so first of all, my hand is like in tremendous pain. It's all purple. Uh, you know, I don't know if I gave this guy a concussion, but and that's number two. Number two is because I'm such a wuss. Even though he attempt, you know, attempted or in fact did harm my child. I immediately felt guilty, and I, I almost wanted to, like, apologize to him, even though he was clearly wrong, just because, like, I don't, in hindsight, what I should have done is taken my child and got out of the situation. Especially, if somebody's going to harm a child, who knows what they're going to do, right? Right. But it was, like, it was just an emotional But it's reaction. so fast. It's hard to... And then what... So then, yeah. did he... Was so, he on the ground? Yeah, so then he, he like, attacked me, right? Oh, my God. And are, is this, like, a populated street? Like, are people watching this? There was there were some people around, yeah. I'm surprised nobody shot him. <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> people are walking around Jerusalem carrying. Yeah, yeah, there was nobody armed. So he he like he hit, he hit me, and I'll say this: he was, and this is why I think dad strength played dad's a role strength. because because he um, I mean, he was shorter than me, but he you know he definitely. If we were in a gym, like if we were both uh, at the combine, he would get a higher score than me because he was definitely mm-hmm. much more muscular. On the Wonderlick, you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I'm punching people in the skull, so obviously I'm not too. Do you think his mom was a prostitute? <laughs> I, I, I hope not, but uh, I can okay. explain why off the air also. Um, but <laughs> anyway, so he, um, but he was, he was, he was, he was probably stronger than me. Like you know, if we were lifting weights. But so he, he hits me, he hits me a couple times with this lamp, and I like wrestle it out of his hands. And then I hit him back with it a couple times. Nice. Where and where's your son at this point? He's got to be like hysterical. My son is crying. Yeah, he, but but he's like. And are you with your wife, or is it just you and like one kid? No, my wife was not there. Uh, I had some siblings. I had some other people around, but my wife was not there. If, so why didn't they get involved in the fight? I feel like a two on one. It's well, it, it ended pretty quickly after that. So then I hit him, and then he sort of like retreated a little bit, and then I took my kid and got the hell out of there, basically. Oh my god! And you didn't tell the police. No, well, when you're punching people in the head, you don't want to involve the police. I, I don't know. My my goal was to protect my son, and then and then it's, you know I don't know. So, you, so okay. Hmm. Also, I, I you know sti- snitches get stitches. So <laughs> we're in those okay. podcast, aren't we? Or is that just your side for podcast? No, we're a pro steroids podcast. Yeah, oh, pro steroids. Yeah. So so that happened. Yeah. So now my hand is throbbing, and I'm saying in hindsight, That's I should take my kid and got out of there, not just yeah. to protect my hand, but also you know who knows what could have happened. I mean, it's a city like though. Didn't the mayor like like tackle like a like a, a terrorist like a, a year ago or something in in the city? Yeah, if you're if you're if you're Cory Booker or Nearbar Cot, you become like a, a hero for you know saving yeah. people jumping out of you know windows or whatever. Didn't so Arod once save some kid who was like in the middle of a street in Boston? Or something? I didn't know that. Do you remember Vince Coleman threw fireworks at a kid? <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of the. Yeah. <laughs> I did not punch Vince Coleman, but if I had I been there and it was my kid, maybe I would have. Mm, I feel like we both have to start working out to like protect our kids. Yeah, it's you know my wife has been accosted a few times uh, on the subway in my presence. Mm-hmm. And, and accosted I, or like whistled at? Well, okay. So one time, I think I might have told this on the podcast. One time we were hugging each other what? Like on the on the subway platform. That's weird. And, yeah. And this homeless guy who looked like Willie Nelson, like a very 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 poor, a homeless, literally a homeless man's Willie Nelson, mm-hmm. started screaming at us. That's disgusting. I mean, we were literally just like holding each other. We yeah, doing anything. I know this. I mean, obviously, this guy is correct. Yeah. <laughs> and then, he, and then he like, and then he like ran up to us and spit at us, which I guess technically is assault. But uh, I um, I, I just. But then the other time, which is the funnier time, is we were on a very crowded subway train, and a uh, and a, a portly uh, female started yelling at my wife and calling her a white devil and a white bitch. Mm. And then she said. You want to go to war? Probably listen to the podcast. And, yeah, and it was and, you know I'm not gonna you know I, I don't know what this woman was intending to do to my wife, but I'm not you know I'm trying to defend my wife. I'm also not going to hit some woman. So I right, was just no. sort of I was trying to stand in between her and my wife, but also try not to laugh because it was like it was so absurd because like she kept yelling at my wife like my wife had done literally nothing. You know? Do you I, think your wife could have taken her if like need be? No. First of all, definitely not. And second of all. No. I will not deny that I may in my life have referred to my wife as a white bitch. <laughs> no, for sure. No, the, yeah. these know. people just like they mu- they're all podcasts. I don't listeners. know if I've called her white, although. And to be clear, I'm not implying anything about the race of the of the other person here because my wife is literally the lightest skinned person on earth. Like she's clear, so mm. she's white. She, you know, anybody would consider her white. Um, sure. Yeah, but um, yeah. So th- things like that have happened, but I've never had to stand up for her honor in an in an actual way. And so, you know, here I did for my child, so proud of myself. Although my hand still hurts. All right. I mean, that's a crazy story. I feel yeah. like, where do we go from there? Yeah. 
there's more to the story, but I'll, I'll have to tell you that part off the air. All right, maybe for our, like if we have like a premium level of listenership, they could they could like get the story. Yeah, for the people who are paying yeah, for premium members on like the Patreon. Um, all right, well, why don't we do some quick um, NBA playoff picks, and then well, this will be sort of a mini mini like halfway between a full episode and a mini episode. Um, well, we'll do playoff with, picks? Yeah, the problem with NBA playoff picks is we're recording this on Thursday before yeah. any of Game Eighty Twos have happened. Wednesday. This is Wednesday, Wednesday today. Excuse me. Yeah, but it's yeah. It's, Before but, game eighty twos have happened. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still a lot of. First of all, we don't even know for sure whether Miami, Indy, or Chicago is going to make the last two playoff spots in the East. Although it's almost certainly not going to be Miami, and we don't know the exact seeding, so we don't know the first round matchups. But yeah. nevertheless, I know, know nobody cares, but in fantasy basketball, I had like one of the most dominant teams, probably on like the entire ESPN site. You know, I consistently you go up eight eight categories every week. I consistently beat people eight nothing seven one all year, and then I, I go up against Russell Westbrook in the uh, finals. And Russell Westbrook in in our matchup has the most points, rebounds, assists, steals, um, th- you know, uh, free throw percentages like you know he's like ninety eight for a hundred. Uh, field goal percentage is like fifty five. So he single handedly beat me. He's like having two Giannis's. Also dumb. Like the last player. two weeks of the season, when half the teams aren't trying and are resting their players, including teams like yeah. Brooklyn. For well, that's why the league of leagues sort of like figured out a way around that. We yeah. we did a good job there. Well, if you're going to bring up fantasy leagues, at least mention when somebody's interested in the league of leagues. Who's in first place in baseball through two weeks? Oh, I don't know. Nobody cares about first place in the first it's two weeks of right baseball. Here. I've never played fantasy baseball before. Oh, look at you. Yeah, well, it's Josh Canner, my 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 co-owner, who I have to give credit to, really. But uh, yeah, and we're no, riding we- a lot of twins. We got Miguel Sano, who's raking. Twins are the best record in the AL. I assume you don't have Buxton if you're in first place. No, we do not have Buxton. Yeah, although he's been great defensively, yeah, but he's putting up like a like yeah, a, great uh, defensively. How like that helps our our I your like uh, fielding like, percentage? His metric. OPS is lower than my IQ, lower than the IQ of my of the guy I attacked with a punch to the skull. So. Yeah. Jeez, I'm still not over that story. That's crazy. Did you tell your wife? I feel like you gotta like spruce that story up, make yourself like a hero. Yeah. So my wife was like of two minds because on the one hand she was like she you know she, clearly I was the one in the right protecting our child. On the other hand, why am I engaging with these people? Was sort of her attitude. I mean, you've heard Enga- other you stories. didn't engage. You've you pushed other, like yeah, but you've yeah. heard other stories. My wife always blames me with, when it's me against a crazy person, like on the subway or whatever. My wife is always yeah, you know, yeah. You don't argue, you never know who's gonna have a knife and try and stab you. Is my it's true. Word. It's true. Although you assume they would have led with the knife, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> instead of the lamp, you're saying. In, with in, well, instead of the push, even. All right, so let's do Western Conference first because that has actually been decided. You know, other than who's four and who's five, it doesn't matter really. Sure. So, uh, Warriors Blazers. Is there any chance the Blazers win a game? Yeah, I guess if Dame Leonard and, and CJ McCollum combine for sixty points, they can win a game, but it's highly unlikely. Right? Yeah, if they played the series a hundred times, I think the Warriors win all hundred. Yeah, you know. The, the, all the Warriors want is, you know, for Kevin Durant to get back to 100% as quickly as possible, obviously. But they dealt with this with Steph Curry in the first round of the playoffs last year. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Obviously, Warriors in four. Um, Spurs-Grizzlies, the uh, the two best defensive teams in the league. Yeah, same thing. The Grizzlies... I guess the know, other than the Jazz. A little late collapse. You know, they were like five just, you know, in like around the All-Star break. And now they're down at seven, which is a big difference because... I feel, you know, if they were at five, they could have beaten a Utah or a Clippers or something like that. But they're not beating the Spurs. But these teams have some history in the playoffs. I'll say Spurs in five. Yeah, I have Spurs in six. But, um, you know, the Grizzlies are – they're not the Spurs, Spurs aren't like a blow teams out this year type of team as much as they've been in the past. I mean, their point differential 7.3, which is fine, but lower than I believe it was are last year. Are we talking year. about NBA awards at all or no? Oh, you, we'll just talk about MVP uh, after this. Okay. You, we could each give our MVP. I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, Houston versus OKC. I, I mean, it's going to be a cool series, Harden-Westbrook. But actually, I think their numbers will go down because like Westbrook stats don't really matter as much in the postseason. 
you know, yeah, especially like rebounds and assists all season, clearly. Right, and so and by the way, so is Harden. Um, I think. I, I, you know, he might score more points, especially if they're getting killed. He might just put up like a 60 point playoff game. But uh, I, I'd say Rockets in five. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I say five as well. And Clippers Jazz, we don't know if it's going to be, uh, you know, who's the four, who's the five at this point. Yeah. To me, I, I like the Clippers either way. They're pretty similar. I mean, they're pretty evenly matched teams, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick the Jazz either way. So. I think that series goes seven. I have the Clippers seven. in seven. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say the Jazz. But does it matter? Golden State's beating either one of those teams in the second round. Yeah, right, right. It's yeah. it's fool's gold. All right, San Antonio-Houston um, could be interesting, right? Houston jacking up 63s a game. Yeah, San Antonio-Houston, uh, I think, will go six or seven. Every game they played this year was like a two-point two point game. Um, you know, the Spurs bench is probably, you know... I, the thing is that the, the Houston's bench is really good also. I mean, they that Lou Williams ad was such a big deal. I don't know. I, the I, the teams that have the tools to hurt the Spurs, I you know, are, are the bigger teams. I don't know. I can. I think Kawhi could maybe shut down Harden enough that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I I would say the Spurs in seven. What do you think? Yeah, here's the thing. It would not be surprising at all, at all, if Houston wins. No, not at all. And one of these teams could easily win in five if just every coin toss goes their way. Yeah. So I'm going to say Spurs in six. But I would not be surprised if Houston wins. I mean, every game they played was so close. On their shooting. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi. You know, they played a like a playoff like game a few weeks ago, and the Rockets are up one. Kawhi drills like a a three with Nene in his face, and then blocks Harden on the other end. But that was that was the that was start of the week of like Kawhi MVP conversation. Yeah, exactly. And really, Westbrook probably ended it by. We'll we'll talk about who should win it, but Westbrook is gonna win it. I think we both agree on that. Which is surprising because. Two, three weeks ago, Harden was going to win, and it wasn't close. Right. I think the triple-double, I think the 50-point triple-doubles, especially that last yeah. one, really cemented it. Well, yeah, that, that uh, game-winning three in Denver when most of the Denver crowd cheered also. And we both... So, so now, uh, uh, I think the Warriors sweep the Clippers. Yeah. Well, yeah, if it's the Jazz... Well, yeah, because the Warriors... And also, the Clippers are the type of team, they go down 2 nothing. They could easily fall apart, and then but maybe also, like... the Warriors have owned the Clippers for a couple of years. Now, I think it's going to be the Jazz in that spot. The Jazz, obviously... Can you know? Can sort of offer a couple different looks. Rudy Gobert, a lot of people think might be Defense Player of the Year. Although Draymond might be as well, so we might have you know them matching up here in the second round. But the Warriors are going to win. I agree. Warriors going to win. To me, um, so Spurs Warriors. You have you also have Spurs Warriors. I just think the Spurs are because they're old, uh, especially at the point guard position. They're just going to run into steam as the playoffs go on. I felt Lamarcus ran into steam at the end of the second round last year. Uh, you know he is not. He doesn't have as much he's play been of so experience. So bad all year. Shouldn't he have some kind of second burst for the playoffs? I mean, he's been terrible. Well, he's played a lot of minutes. Uh, I. By the way, my biggest pet peeve in all of basketball are big men who like don't get rebounds. And Lamarcus is not real. He's not that type of guy. Mark it's not like he's not as bad as Horford. Lopez. He's not. I mean, Brook Lopez is the worst ever. Obviously, you know he's like the yeah. ultimate example. Porzingis is really bad too. Honestly. Yeah, but he plays a lot on the perimeter. I, there's no such thing as like a big man who can't rebound who's a good player. In history, has there ever been a big man who's a bad rebounder who's also like a you know like a top five guy? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Five guy, but you know, there's all star type guys. Um, Marc Gasol's an all star. Brook Lopez. No, but Gasol's not as bad of not as bad of a rebounder as the guy. But he's we're never about. averaged double digits. I don't think. Yeah, that's not great. But it, he also always played with a guy who was like grabbing all the loose boards, Randolph. Yeah. Um. So I have the Warriors over uh, the Spurs in five, uh, and if it's the Rockets, they'd also beat them in five. I think. Yeah, probably. 
All right, so let's go to the East. I think um, let's assume the Bulls are playing, I believe, the Nets tonight who are resting guys who yeah. aren't even injured. Not quite sure why. No Again, sense. they don't have their own draft pick. So I, the Celt- Celtics-Bulls, I think the Celtics beat them in five. Bulls are, you know, what's weird is the Bulls, you know, probably have the best player on the court. But are the Bulls the most hated team, though? I, I think I, it's hard to hate almost anybody in the East other than the Cavs because... But everybody hates the Bulls. The Bulls fans hate the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls fans definitely hate the Bulls, and the other teams kind of hate the Bulls, but I don't think America hates them because I think you have to, like, the eighth seed in the East, you should be indifferent. You don't too. think there's any chance that Rondo can sort of turn it on, all, you know, the way he. Yeah, of course, you know, there's a chance. I mean, listen, the Celtics are not your typical yeah, one Celtics seed. Their point differential is 2.5. Yeah. That's much worse than the Thunder's point differential. And the Thunder's yeah. thing. Even the Timberwolves are like minus 1.1, I think. Actually, it's worse than the Jazz. Sorry, it's better than the Thunder. Yeah. But the, the Timberwolves are closer to the Boston Celtics than the Celtics are oh, yes. like the fourth team in the West. Totally. They're, that is, in fact, um, it's they're the, identical to the Rockets. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, the Rockets, so yeah. by the way, have had nothing to play for for two weeks because they've been locked into the three seed. Yeah, and the Spurs, too. I, the, the worst thing would happen to the Spurs if the Warriors had lost a couple games and the Spurs tried to chase the Warriors down for that one yeah. seed. Um, the, all right, Cavs-Pacers, I think that's a pretty good matchup for the Cavs, even though they're struggling. Yeah, and again, that's even, not a good even team. If, even if somehow Miami sticks in one of these spots, it doesn't really matter. Either way, if Boston can't beat whoever you know they're playing, well, Miami, uh, Miami can only speak sneak into the eight spot, and they can only get there if the Bulls lose to the Nets, the, well, who are playing like Pacers four lose, guys tonight. I think if the Pacers lose and Miami wins, they could make it that. Oh, way. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, but, but uh, they yeah. do not control their own destiny. Boston's Boston better win. I could see them losing, but they better win. Cleveland will win in five at the worst, probably four. Yeah. Uh, so if it's Toronto, Milwaukee. Playoff LeBron, as we saw last year and the year before, is totally different than uh, regular season LeBron. Yeah. Uh, Toronto, Milwaukee, I think that's an series. interesting series. Like, yeah. I, I'd love to see, you know, on, uh, Giannis really break out. Yeah. Um, again, the Bucks missing, so like, bad. such a I mean, key player. Toronto was so abysmal in the playoffs last year. Both of their guards, you know, Lowry and DeRozan, were so terrible. Yeah. Jonas Valanciunas was their best player, actually, in the playoffs. Yeah, last Jonas, year. like that. Sure. People are, like, really high on Jonas. And then, he, no, by the way, another big man who cannot rebound. And he's really big, um, and uh, I, I like I like Toronto in that series in Look at six. His playoff numbers before he got injured last year. I think he was averaging like sixteen and eleven or something. He was playing, yeah, no, playing like he was star. great. He was yeah. really great. Uh, so I have I have Toronto in that. You have Toronto also, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think Washington's been really, um, you know, they're, they're a solid team. I think they blow the doors off the Hawks. Yeah, I mean Washington obviously has not been, you know, themselves not been since the All Star break what they were in January. But I mean, that's a legitimate team. That's like they're, you know, they they're a playoff team in the West. Like the Wall uh, Beal, a Bojan, you know, Morris lineup with Gortat. Gortat's been terrible recently. Yeah. Um, but Gortat's that, you know, another t- guy who usually is better in the playoffs than the regular. Yeah, I think Gortat will come to play, but I mean he's basically been out of the rotation the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't imagine. Well, that's not true. I can certainly imagine Washington losing this series, but Atlanta, it just no, nobody wants to see Atlanta, obviously. So we're going to hope Washington. No, wins. nobody wants to see them. By the way, so my question is like Toronto, Milwaukee, Washington, Atlanta. Can those games be simulcast on NBA TV at the same time? <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody wants, like, nationally, there's very little buzz for Toronto, Milwaukee, but I think, like, basketball fans would enjoy that series. Sure, yeah. Just the, like the, the young players alone. Like, Washington, Atlanta, like, yes, John Wall is, like, ostensibly sort of a star. But Atlanta, like, you know, Schroeder and Millsap Atlanta aren't selling always tickets. Atlanta is on NBA TV. It's the role. Yeah, and Atlanta is, is always irrelevant. Yeah. All right, um, by the way, so Washington-Boston in the second round, that'll be a great series. Uh, the Washington yeah. guys wear black the whole series. Yeah, I, I actually think Washington can win that series. I'm, oh. I'm actually going to pick the Wizards in seven. I think they can. I kind of I want them to. 
Uh, honestly, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Cle- Cleveland is, is coming out of the East, so it, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I think, I think Washington wins that, and I think Cleveland beats Toronto in six. Six? Okay. Yeah, but to be fair, I think Toronto Toronto's and Washington... I think Toronto and Washington can both beat Cleveland. Like, they beat them three times out of ten. I think Toronto is the toughest matchup for Cleveland. I think if that goes six, I think Cleveland beats Boston or Washington in the conference finals in five or even four. Mm -hmm. Again, LeBron is not – LeBron is is a completely different person in the playoffs. Yeah, but he also runs out of steam sometimes. I mean, he definitely ran out of steam in 2014 in the finals. Uh, He definitely did not last year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, or the year before. So, um, so we're going to have a third year in a row of, uh, of Golden State. Yeah, third year in a row, but I, but I think the Warriors sweep the Cavs, which I believe I said the beginning of the season or very early in the season. Yeah, well, there's no logical reason to expect anything else, but that was also true last year, right? I, yeah, but they added Kevin Durant. Like, they added, you know, yeah, like the third best guy Yeah, they were the top two or three teams in NBA history last year, even without Kevin Durant. I know, Durant. but their team is literally better this year. Yes, agreed. And the Cavs' defense is atrocious. Yeah. Uh, J.R. Well, Smith is so lost on defense. All these things, like, were, true. He, all these things were true last year. Like, J.R. Smith is going to have to guard Clay Thompson or, you know, or Durant in, like, playoff for, like, key playoff minutes. That's insane. Yeah. It's just, it's impossible to see Golden State not winning, but obviously I'll be rooting for Cleveland. Yeah, so we both, I have the word, do you have a sweep or no? No. That's Warriors in five? To LeBron. No, LeBron will never get swept in a five. Well, I mean, I know okay. the Spurs did when he was literally 22 years old or 21 years old. What, how much will LeBron whine if they lose in the conference finals? They lose the conference finals. If they lose to like Toronto or Washington or Boston, that would be embarrassing. That, that what would he do though? Would he would he like leave again? <laughs> no, he's not gonna leave. Where's he gonna go? Would he like fire the GM? Would he? I don't know. I mean, it's not gonna happen. You know, the fact that they're trying to like make Larry Sanders a thing should be very nerve wracking if you're a Cavs fan. No, they just cut him. Oh, they cut Larry Sanders. They cut him yesterday to to make uh, to to open up a roster. Oh no, they signed Dante Jones. I just I I didn't re- I, I I missed that part of the transaction. LeBron getting the uh, the whole band back together. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be guys in the D League better than Larry Larry Sanders or Dante Jones. My yeah, boy Daniel Hamilton from the from UConn is, is yeah, he's I mean, like a triple double machine. They were you know there's a guy in my fantasy football league Diskin who who drafts you know everybody five years after they're good. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what LeBron as GM is. He's like, oh yeah, Larry Sanders. So he was good a few years ago, you know. Right. Andrew Bogut, he was good a few years <laughs> right. ago. Yeah, he blocked my shot in two thousand eight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's let's end this uh, uh, this pod by uh, crowning the winner of the greatest American athlete of all time. And listen, LeBron wins the title this year. He he really moves up the list. I think we both agree on that. He already made the elite eight. Lost to Michael. Yeah. Boyd. If he could move, if he could win the title against this Warriors team, and and that would be what title number four. You know, he's really moving up into rarefied air. Yeah, well, he's already in rarefied air, but he went up yes. against Michael Jordan, which is right. literally the worst matchup for him because it's the exact same sport. It's, you know, LeBron has a better chance of beating Jim Thorpe than he does of beating Michael Jordan. Right sure. Now, anyways. Yeah, if he keeps winning titles, obviously that'll have to change. So you put up a Twitter poll for Babe Ruth? I put a poll, there? but that will just be to, um, to be the tiebreaker, or they could go first, but we'll... Why we'll, you just um, put this up? So I don't know how many votes you got so far. I mean, I haven't. It's it's a big enough blowout that it's not the the, the outcome's not going to change. Okay. Oh, it's a blowout. Yes. I'm going to assume Jordan blew up Babe Ruth. Yes, uh, but I'm voting for Babe Ruth because there will be another Jordan. There will never be another guy who hits like you know 800 percent more home runs than everyone and also is an all star pitcher. So yeah, I'm, look, I'm I'm not in front of a computer right now. By memory, I think Babe Ruth's career OPS plus is 212. Do you want to Google mm-hmm. that? Confirm that for me. Okay, but while yeah, while, talk while I do that. All right, yeah. So two twelve. That means that he is one hundred and twelve percent better 
than the average hitter during his era. I mean, that's that's bonkers. That would be Michael Jordan, you know, w- averaging what sixty points a game or something. Or well, no, I don't know what it would. That's actually a terrible stat. But it's well, two hundred six. So yeah, I think the average PER is fifteen. So that would be Jordan's. I don't know. The, the numbers don't exactly go. But the point is, Babe Ruth is so much better than everybody else. Yeah, he's two hundred six. The only, the only, the only. No one's in two hundred. Ted Williams one ninety. Bonds eighty two. And what's Babe at again? He's at two hundred six. Two hundred six. Oh, so I exaggerated. Two hundred six. Fine, but he's literally more than twice as good as any other. What's amazing player. is Mike Trout is one seventy. He's in the top ten all time. Yeah, which is crazy. But also, Mike Trout hasn't had his decline years yet. Right. You know, and Dan Dan Brothers with a U uh, is is even ahead of Trout, which is amazing. But people oh, Dan, forget Dan he had Brother. over 100 home runs, but people forget about him because he only had uh, five at bats in the in the 20th century. His last year was before, essentially 1896. I, I, I was I was on this. I'm a subscriber to this website, and it's 19th century baseball website where you have like those vociferous arguments with massive nerds like yourself. You are a subscriber to this site. Yeah, I get like an. <laughs> I, do you have I, to pay for a subscription? No, no, no. I wouldn't do that. But one thing that annoys me is – okay, so first of all, so Dan Brother is one of the greatest players of the 19th century. I argue that Cap Anson was the best player of the 19th century because he played 27 years, the first baseman for the Cubs. I have him as the number four first baseman of all time also. Right, okay. Um, one thing that annoys me is when people say Cy Young was the greatest pitcher of the 19th century because his career was like 1890 to 1911. So he, he – yeah. you know, no, he, he doesn't qualify. Didn't play his whole career in the 19th century. Anyway, um, yeah, so to me, Babe Ruth is so much better – but again, Babe Ruth's competition, right? He's playing a bunch of slow white guys born in, you know, Ireland or whatever. So it's hard to say. Also, Babe Ruth is not the consensus greatest player when people rank in his sport necessarily. There's people who make arguments for Willie Mays. People who make arguments for Barry Bonds even. Whereas everybody says, that, you know, we discussed this when we did our basketball rankings last summer. Every single person who has a rankings has Michael Jordan number one all time. With the exception mm-hmm. of our guest, Jared Jerome, who came out a couple weeks so ago. So anyway, I have Ruth. So if you pick Ruth, then Ruth wins. But if yeah, you I don't, don't then, then I I don't ha- like we have to go to the, the fans. Yeah, I don't like the pressure being on me. I I really don't know. I Can I, can I not vote here? Can I, can I just leave no vote? No, you have to vote. Well, you're giving one vote for Ruth. And what, what's the vote of our fans? I'm not telling you. Don't check. Well, <laughs> it doesn't matter because unless it's 100% for Jordan, even if it's like 80-20... That means that Ruth would win 1.2 to 0.8, right? Or 120 to 80. No, the fans are the fans have one vote. It's whoever wins. It's not Even, coefficient. So it's 50.1 to 49.9. It's winner take all? Yeah, it's winner take all. Uh, Do you want to uh, leave it up to the fans and, and vote for Jordan? I like your argument. We will see another Michael Jordan, right? LeBron may have supplanted Jordan. It just, mm-hmm. what does it say about American athletics if the greatest American athlete of all time is a guy who died 75 years ago, like a 240-pound, you know, beer-drinking guy who never had to play against elite competition, you know, because of racism and, and, you know, lack of, you know, international travel. And I don't know. Baseball also is like such a less athletic sport. I'm abstaining. You can't abstain. <laughs> Too much pressure. All right, fine. I'll vote for Jordan. All right, so we're leaving it up to the fans. There have been 45 votes so far, but I'm confident it won't change, even though there'll probably be twice as many votes um, by the yeah, time this is over. Yeah, like 100-plus votes. So anyway, with 78% of the vote, the winner and greatest American athlete of all time is his Aaronist himself, Michael Jordan. Very, very emotional tournament this has been. Yes, and I wish we could like tweet at MJ, but he's <laughs> not on Twitter. How many, how many followers would MJ have if he was on Twitter? I'd say maybe only like two million. I feel like he he's only not on because it would be embarrassing for him to have like less than fifty million. 
But he probably would have less than fifty million. Oh, I said two million. Remember, you mean if to people under the age of twenty, he's like a meme of a guy who cries. Nah, but he's also the shoes. The shoes I feel like are a really big deal. But they, they, but they don't even know it's it's like you know all those other guys who have shoes named after. All he'd have to do is like give away a pair of shoes every week on the on on his account, and he'd have fifty million. And also the young the, the millennials, they're not on Twitter, aren't they? Aren't they done with Twitter? They're on a Snapchat or whatever. That's true. That's true. But Snapchat's kind of dying. Like Instagram Live and Instagram Stories taking over. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh. It's not really dying. Like my my little sisters who are like in high school live on Snapchat. Yeah. But it's I think long term, I'm you know you're selling Snapchat, not buying it. But you're also selling Twitter long term, right? Oh, no, you and Robert trying to come up with your 139 characters. Hold on, you're not selling Twitter. Like Twitter is a penny stock at this point. <laughs> you're not buying it. It's either buy or sell. No, it's you're nothing. It you're, you're like ignoring it. Yeah. All right. So this was a podcast. Yeah, hopefully this is it is listenable, you know, uh, audio wise. I'm sure content wise it's not, but so you're. I think we've just you're a pacer, right? Oh, a big pacer, yeah. So I'm I'm in this hotel. I went into some random conference room. By the way, how would you go to a hotel? Like the first question we're going to, uh, away this summer. First question I asked was like, "How's the Wi-Fi in the hotel?" I would never have stayed, especially since you have to work a little bit. I would never have stayed at a hotel where the Wi-Fi is not good. Yeah, everywhere else we've been on this three-week vacation, the Wi-Fi has been great so far. The Wi-Fi here, very poor. But they're playing, like, klezmer music in the lobby of the hotel right now. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, and so I didn't want that in the background. And then my wife and kids are sleeping in our I'd rather room. someone attack me with a lamp. Yeah. <laughs> so I came, I'm in some random conference room, and I've literally just been walking in a circle around, the, around like, the oak conference table while talking to you. I've probably walked around the table. All right, you're walking off all that matzo weight. 150 times. Well, I mean, it's good. An entire revolution is like 30 feet max, so I'm not walking that far, but... Okay. Um, All right, This was fun. Next week, we have no plan. In two weeks, we're going to do the NFL draft. Wait, next week, we're going to be live, I thought, again. No, next week, we're going to be live. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but we'll be live in person again. I don't know. We'll see. The audio was not fantastic on the live episode. Well, because we also went to like a very hip, crowded restaurant with like right, right, that was playing music. That's true. We could be live in a quieter setting. Yeah, we could literally like do it on the street. It would be quieter. Yeah, uh, I thought we we're gonna have some 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 live listeners at the next. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll we'll invite the listeners probably next week. All right, we could talk about that off air. All right, okay. So I will see you literally next week. Enjoy the rest of your Passover. Don't eat too much matzah. Right back at you. And don't punch anybody in the, in the skull with your bare fist. Unless they attack my kids. Yeah. All right. But I'm still again half a star. Half a star is my rating for my review for punching. Next time, just kick them in the kick them in the balls. Next time. <sighs> That's. Have you ever been kicked in the balls, Akiva? Yeah, by my kids, like, every day, but not, like, as hard as I can. <laughs> but you never, like, I, one, it happened to me once in ninth grade. You never, like, an accidentally, like, someone oh, never, take, like, knocked into you. Oh, I've taken those accidents, but I'm saying once in ninth grade, somebody would pretend to harm kicked me in the balls. Yeah. And, you know, like, women like to complain about childbirth. Like, please, grow a pair of testicles and get kicked in them. It's much worse. Oh, yeah, everyone knows this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you didn't have the option of a C-section for your groin. Like, they have the option of a C-section for their groin. Yeah, nobody gives you enough preserve before you kick the ball. Totally. No. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to offend our last four female listeners at this point. Nah, there are not. All right, no. bye. Bye. Gotta keep fighting.
whistle in the pan every time that I'm writing Every dollar in my pocket was earned by being righteous If you've never been through a struggle, then we have no likeness I don't ever hype shit, tell it how it is, miss Lost family and friends to this shady-ass business Everything I'm drinking on the rocks, I don't mix shit Mama told me if it ain't broke, don't fix it Used to care what people think, I'm just living my life Excuse me, I get loose when I'm sipping this wine There's always been something that made me feel different inside I used to run from it, now I'm just embracing the ride Started losing my family, started losing my grip Now I'm making more than my teachers told me to quit Used to rock a couple shirts with some dirty-ass kicks Now I don't even pack bags when I'm going on trips That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.